I was scared. I was scared. I was scared too. You're listening to. I was scared too. Michael Myers. Freddy Krueger. Chucky. The Leprechaun. Take it away, Mr. Movies. Give him hell, kid cinema. Nazi pods fuck off. We could have done that yeah. too. We could have done Nazi pods fuck off. That would have been fun. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. We could, but we let's could just say just... now. Let's guys, if you're if you're, you're a Nazi who runs a podcast, you can fuck off, right? That's, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Nazis who own podcasts can fuck off. And Nazis you in know? general, but specifically get out of the podcast community too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that, if you yeah. throw like a podcasting festival uh-huh. and, <laughs> right. and you invite like a non-Nazi podcast to do your festival, you should be <laughs> ready for them to maybe like bump up against some of the things your podcasts are saying. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. We are we should start. We've got a lot going on on our, our podcast slate. We got a, a mini series. We got a, a, tw- a 13 hour Twitch stream coming up. But maybe we should add a, a podcast festival to the mix. <laughs> yeah, I think now's the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. On like election day or something. You know, just yeah, keep people yeah, a distraction. Yeah. Counter programming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But what is There's a podcast is that's called like a, a podcast but outside. Uh, I guess they're doing great, right? They're probably still thriving. Not changing much. Yeah, I think they're probably doing fine. Oh, that's wonderful. I've, yeah. I've always thought that'd be nice, you know, a little... Me and Riley tree. shot, like, a uh, shot. We recorded a, a pilot for one of his things a year ago, or several years ago now. Uh, that was it, it wasn't that wasn't the gimmick. He just did also do it outside, which I thought was a cool way of going. Oh, wow. Very tranquil. Terrific. Yeah. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to I Was Scared 2, a horror movie podcast. My name is Jay-ZT. And my name I'm is joined, Fesh. Yeah, joined yeah, by Fesh. Fesh. He's Fesh. I'm also known as Mr. Movies. Fesh is also and known I, as Kid Cinema. Together, we're Kid Cinema and Mr. Movies. And Mr. Movies. Or. Yeah, or Mr. Movies and Kid and Cinema. And Kid Cinema. But we're not alone today. <laughs> no. Nah, we're not riding in this podcast van alone. Uh-uh. We nope. got another guy we're splitting a podcast bill with. Yeah. And it's Dave Horowitz. Hi, Dave. Hi, guys. Have you ever siphoned any gas before, Dave? No. Yeah. No. Either. No. No. Uh, I've I've been I've never been, fortunately and or unfortunately, I've never been uh, a broke musician <laughs> yeah. scrapping by. But I do think that I'm an, I'm at the age now where I'm just way too old. I was a, I was a, a broke ish musician about ten years ago, mm. but I all my shows were uh, in L.A. So I never I never got the the pure uh, joy and and heartache of of having to. Scrap by and get paid in rice and beans. Yeah, oh, like wow. the ain't rights. <laughs> uh, Jay ZT opened for Mumford and Sons once. That's right. I technically in 2009 or 10 South by Southwest opened for Mumford's and Sons at a pizzeria. <laughs> My best friend from middle school, who we were in like a punk band that turned into a country band called the Applesauce Brothers. We broke up. <laughs> we we're pretty good, you know. Which was like kind God, of that- yeah. Sorry, was it, I, I you were about to say what it was a reference to, but I was I was just marveling at the uh, 
the perfection of the sort of like the blank boys or blank and sons or <laughs> yes, like yeah, yeah. it feels very of of a, yeah, of a moment. Yeah, and sons featuring applesauce boys. Yeah, with the Avet Is brothers there, and the yeah. corned beef kids. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, corned beef kids were our rivals, and they that's a Jewish bluegrass band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were out of luck because you know they had they had first dibs on all the bar mitzvah parties, but we it's rough. We couldn't get in. Did but they so, serve applesauce at the pizzeria? Uh, ooh, probably. Been a good time, just saying. It was you know it was just before the real like foodie revolution Artisanal, took yeah. over Austin. I mean it was, it was starting, but but no. So we were we started in seventh grade as the Rotten Apples, which was a Smashing Pumpkins reference. <laughs> they had like a greatest hits. Wait, so is it a gerund? You're like rotting apples, or is yes, it ro- or yeah. rot oh. ten? I ten. Think. Okay, it's not ten. All right, there were not ten of us, and I got <laughs> mad because I was I was I played drums at the time, and I was all in on the band, and then we never practiced, and then we discussed changing our names. I was like, motherfuckers, am I the only one who takes this seriously? <laughs> Wow. But then we but then Marcus stepped it up, learned how to play guitar cuz the guitar player dropped out. We became an old country band. We played a pool party that went pretty well. And then, then you opened th- for the Muffins. <laughs> yeah, then 10 years later Mark Marcus is like, I'm getting the band back together. It was like South by Southwest and there were like unofficial shows too, you know, and just at a mm-hmm. pizzeria like kind of on the outskirts of Austin. Um this pizzeria was doing a show and Marcus at that point had a band called Marcus Rubio and the gospel choir of pillows, which had a road like very, very much chamber arcade fire inspired mm. Andrew birdie stuff. And I got to, I wore a, a transformers mask, a, an Optimus prime mask that I got at target and then banged on some drums. Wow. And, uh, God. and then Mumford the mid to going. late aughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love God. There's just so I went on a crazy, rabbit hole like a couple months ago where i was like thinking of all trying to think of all the bands that their thing was they had 40 people in it so it was like there was of course polyphonic spree but then there was also and of course arcade fire and then there was i'm from barcelona which was like uh they were like uh they looked like a a a, a, like a christian choir like their whole thing was they had like people on risers and there was like 30 poorly dressed you know flared jeans and uh tight hoodies and their little stupid hair, which I only say that because I had the same stupid hair. <laughs> uh, do you guys know? Um, I forget the name of the band, but they're this weird Christian culty band where the uh, they're like a lit- they're a family, and one of the songs is "I'm in love with an alien." Is it like a mom, a dad, and a, a, a like under teenage daughter? No, it's a bunch of it's a bunch okay. of kids. Go when this is, listeners and you guys when this is all done. Go watch the music video for "I'm in Love with an Alien." It's a pretty good song, but everything the around Kelly it is, family, the Kelly family. Oh, it's 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 troubling, but it's a catchy tune. Oh wow, that's there how they get you. There was a family band in San Antonio, Texas, uh, that played at the Cove, where my friend Marcus and I played a couple shows. That was like a twelve-year-old girl, her eighteen-year-old brother, and the dad on drums. <laughs> wow! And they were like bluesy, you know, roots rock. And then <sighs> two years later, the girl discovered uh, Avril Lavigne, <laughs> <laughs> and the brother That's discovered good. ska, and it was just over. The dad couldn't rein him in anymore. Well, that kind of speaks to what uh, uh, I forget the character's name. Um, the one who survives in this movie. He talks about how music shouldn't be on Pat. the internet. Pat talks about how music shouldn't be on the internet it's all about there's no texture that way it's all about the experience right and that family 
not just with their music that they're playing, but their <laughs> band, you had to be <laughs> there for that amount of time to really experience it. So there's something to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you so guys today, agree about that? I agree about that. You got to be Dave? there in the moment. It's you Put your cell phones down. Stop streaming it to Instagram. Live in the moment. Ooh, but, David doesn't think so. I don't. I, I no. mean, I, I, I was, I, I purely did think that, but now in my uh, <laughs> advanced, advanced upper thirties age, uh-huh. like all I, I just live for archival footage, and when I, <laughs> yeah. if I, and like when I type my favorite forgotten song into YouTube, and there's like the shittiest two thousand eight like oh, pre cell phone wow. video, like somebody's flip phone footage of it, and the audio sucks, but I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, it's, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. What, what's what's a good, you know, like I never got a chance to see um, French Kicks, which were one of my favorite, oh, like yeah, of, cool. of the early mid oos, you know, New York, whatever, uh, cool. We wear chucks and suits on stage. Ooh. Uh, I, Ooh. I missed every chance to see them. Like I missed every single chance to see them. And then uh, they broke up and I've been like just living like living on feasting on the crumbs of YouTube where it's just like somebody's first iPhone three uh, that they that they recorded a song off of at you know the Bowery ballroom oh, or uh. the Echo Plex or something. And uh, so I, you know, I hate when I'm at a concert, which I will never go to one ever again, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> none of us ever will. Yeah. Um. But uh. But when I when I'm there, I hate the person in front of me recording. But like <laughs> you know. But if my favorite song comes on, like I you know I'm 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 a in, little indie dinosaur. So the last I, one of the last shows I saw was in San Francisco. I went to visit my brother like a year and a half ago, and we saw the Dodos. Oh, cool. And they were so good. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy, but like this is amazing. And I like you know tried to be like small and like under like between two tall men's shoulders and like got my favorite little drum break of a song and, hey. and moved on but you know the people who the people who taped the whole concert that's get, get out a, of that's town. a lot yeah yeah my i'm not a big concert guy in general i have been to very few but anytime i go to any sort of live event like that my kind of policy is one and done like get one thing up top to establish that you did it and then put turn your phone off so you don't have to worry about it ever again. Yes. And just enjoy that goddamn I, show. I, I also know, like, specifically, Fesh and I also like wrestling shows, live wrestling. And sometimes it's like, well, yeah, do one to show you're there and it's cool. But once you allow yourself to like, oh, I have to capture the good moments. It's like you're kind you're, of not. You're fishing. Um, you're not enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see something cool. It's like, oh, fuck, I didn't film it. I don't have a good <laughs> Instagram stories. This sucked. It's like. You yeah, but then like, you just go to a hashtag uh, of the show, and you'll see it, mm-hmm. the same spot from fifty different angles, and you're fine. Oh yeah, and you're you're actually be in the picture. There are still things yeah. leaking out to this day on Instagram where I'll see myself in the crowd. I go, oh, there's there I am. I went to a Girl Talk concert in fall of '09, oh. and there's a photo of me in the New York Times on stage <laughs> with my hand in my pocket, staring Whoa. at a girl who's like twerking or early yeah. twerking, and I'm just like. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> there's a, I hope you have that framed. Oh yeah, yeah. There's it's, a, uh, it's my obituary photo. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Ring of Honor show where uh, from a decade ago where you can see me tweet about sitting next to a hot girl. Like that's where I was at <laughs> in my life was going to wrestling shows alone and tweeting about cute girls who were there, which I'm not oh, proud yeah. of by any means. And not that you can actually see the tweet. But you can see the wheels turning. You see Fesh take in his surroundings <laughs> and oh, wow. then take out his phone. And, uh, yeah, mm. I'm not proud of it. 
Oh man! But so, Dave, you mentioned that you were a, a broke musician a couple of years ago. Is that uh, is that true or false? <laughs> were you uh, lying? Bro- <laughs> no, no. I, well, I mean, broke in the sense <laughs> that I didn't have much money, but I was, I was, I was, I would say more of a hobbyist. But I was in a band for, I guess, was it two, three years from like '09 to maybe 2011. I, uh, uh, it's, it was a very, um, it's very fun. The uh, the album sounds okay and it's on Ooh. Spotify. But I was in a, I started off in a band with a musician, painter, actress, cartoon voiceover artist Charlene Yi. Oh uh, sure. And then she and I and uh, half of Garfunkel and Oates, Kate Micucci, were in a band that I was very proud to have named uh, Helen Hunt and the Twisters. <laughs> um, so that was <laughs> so. We were in that band and we played, I think, two shows and had about four songs that were like seven minutes total. Um, I was I was hit with like a horrible nostalgia the other day where I remember that one of our songs. Was... <laughs> so, you know, those white buckets they sell just like at Home Depot and they like they're just they're white buckets. They're PVC. They're like, you know, yeah. yay big, couple feet tall. And they have like a warning label on the side that has like a picture of a baby like about to fall into the bucket and there's like a circle with a line through it and so we made this our like one of our flagship songs was a doo-wop song that was uh called little baby parentheses don't fall in the bucket um (laughs) but that quickly uh gave way to the band that was a little bit more serious that was uh charlene and i and um our friend jess on bass and a girl named mary on uh no no this uh jess jessica cowley who's like a local la musician she's really great but um she we we were called uh, the old lumps and we cut we cut one album that was like half of it was like kind of a polished pop production and the other half was our friend who did more of a garagey thing and we played a, a ton of shows at a bunch of venues that make me feel so old because they're all gone oh, uh, uh yeah. the smell the hair smell. space yeah i've the heard smell. Of the sm- i never got to go but i loved no age you know so Oh yeah, they they they're they're um they're like an ad for their album Weirdo Rippers was like above the entrance for the last ten years that it, was, it existed. But I think I don't think I think it closed. I can't remember. I remember they were trying to save it, but it was disgusting and gray, and the bathrooms were horrible. But <laughs> we played there. We played at a venue called Pear Space that was very popular, and then everything below it, I don't even remember the names because it was 2010, 2011, and they are, they're all gone. They've become one is like. Ugh. I mean, they're all they're all the, the what's happening to L.A. real estate happened to these places even even before that. Sure. So it was, you know, uh, but it was like sc- scummy kids. And we played with like, you know, younger bands. I, th- I was like, you know, 26, seven at the time. And um, it was a blast. But, you know, it, it fell apart. And I've uh, the problem with Los Angeles uh, comedy adjacent music is that there's an overabundance of uh, drummers. Oh. So, so uh, there's not such a need. Like there wasn't an immediate need to slate me in somewhere else. So, I, and I don't have a kit because you know I live in an apartment and my neighbors would truly murder me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I miss it. I miss it every day. But uh, it was nothing like the Ain't Rights uh, in in good and bad ways. Good ways in that I'm alive uh, yeah. uh, and and was never um, uh, Jew bashed because I was the token of the group. But uh, <laughs> that would have been pretty awful if if they only went after me. that's a fun girls are fine that girl she looks catholic and they also go to be clear it's not because he's jewish he just wasn't keeping time he's a bad drummer he was a bad drummer the band deserves a better drummer um 
but yeah, the, the, you know, we were we were far dorkier than the eight rights. <laughs> I I I rewatched it last night for the millionth time. Yeah, uh, and oh, I yeah. just I feel like they captured perfectly like the best the best bands we played with were like the coolest. Like we played with this band that was like a bunch of kids who I think had just graduated high school, and uh, which at that point is probably like five six years uh younger than me and so at this point they'd be like in their early 30s which is yeah. insane to think about but yeah. i was like god these fucking kids and all their energy and <laughs> they were they were like kind of like uh an amped up i'm, I'm not going to do a good job of explaining them but it was like if 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 mumford if mumford and sons was like a garage band who like stomped way more like they had a, <laughs> like an, they'd either like an accordion or a banjo but it was like very aggressive and oh, they, wow. i mean they were great but uh but the energy of I feel like any movie about music has so you see like what the different bands and all the in the in the scene look like and you kind of only get this one snapshot of this one band who are like they play that song I think it's called What Have I Become or yeah. that's like the refrain of it yeah. uh and like they sound great yeah they're and they rockers. and, they're, they're and they cover Nazi punk's fuck off and yeah. it sounds great and, yeah <laughs> and you know they're like good enough for this little dinky local radio guy uh to to interview them and he seems like a real fan, even though <laughs> I, every time I watch that movie, I'm like, this guy is the villain of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This fucking and just real quick, little... the movie is The Green Room. Green Room. I know we yes. all know. 2015. I know yeah. we all know, but we got to say it. 2015 From the director of, I was looking up the director. He also did Blue Ruin, which Dave is also a huge fan of, but also one of my favorite colors. movie. His first movie is called Murder Party, which oh, I, I love really Murder Party. find. You've seen oh, Murder I have it on DVD. It? I'm looking at it right now. It's right here. I can see oh Murder Party God. from where I sit. Th yeah, it's good. I know I, I, I later and watch Murder Party. Yeah, I own it on iTunes. Yeah, it's good. It's um, it's it looks, <laughs> it looks really bad. <laughs> it, it's it it's, definitely looks bad, but it's it's I don't know. There's I can I not knowing that this was the same director. Now I'm like, oh okay, the, the Green Room is a Murder super polished version of Murder Party. Murder Party is a lot more winking. I, yes. I've I've done like a bit of a deep dive on Jeremy Sonny, the director, just because I was I'm, I was just so t I saw Green Room first and was like, this is the f like uh, my you know I miss going to the movies so much. But yeah, one of my yeah. favorite movie memories is I went to the Los Feliz Three, which is this uh, L.A. theater that is very small and very like of a time and they're the carpeting. You're like, oh, they haven't changed this in a while. That feels nostalgic, and I'm happy. But it's I mean, truth be told, it's two blocks from my apartment, so I can just walk there. <laughs> hey, the best. And uh, I mean, I can't walk there anymore. But right. um, uh, I saw Green Room there with a couple people, and I love. I like horror. I like suspense. I like thrillers. Yeah. Uh, I don't really get scared. Sure. That much, and Must I think that nice. my. <laughs> I mean, nice. sort of. I I kind of want to be nice. I kind of yeah. want to be scared in the same in the same way that I want to be um. That I want to laugh at comedies, but because I right. have been steeped in comedy for decades, I, I I look at something that I love and go like, oh fuck, oh fuck them for doing that. That's so great. <laughs> uh, but with Green Room, the kinds of movies that terrify me are things that could actually happen, like the yes. movie The Strangers, which is like a yes. home invasion movie that is just like lunatics show up at your house, yeah. and at the end, at the end, one of the final survivors is like, why us? Why'd you pick us? And they say because you were home Oof, and that's wow. like the scariest fucking <laughs> yeah. thing I've Oof. ever heard in a movie yeah. until I saw green room. And it's like, Nazis are real. I also yeah. know a bunch of people from Oregon and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of white supremacy there. This is like a real thing. 
and I was gripping the armrests so hard, <laughs> not realizing that I was, but at yeah. all like the moments that you that we'll probably yeah. talk about. Yeah, I was so tense that I left and my back hurt. Like I was like, why, my, why do my back and shoulders hurt? And I Damn. realized that my I was I had like a kung fu grip on the armrests. That oh rules. hell yeah. I, the best. To your point, Dave, I'm reminded of that. I went. Have you, did you see her smell? No, I hear it's great. It's though. so good and similar. It's like there's no supernaturalness to it or like murder, but just like it is just this like Courtney Love type musician who is like so off the deep end. And there's just these like 20 minute scenes. You're like, oh god, is she gonna kill somebody or herself mm-hmm. or will she survive? And you're just like, I was. I like almost left because I was like hungover <laughs> and I was just like. I'm, I think I'm gonna throw up in the in the IFC center if I stay, but <laughs> I somehow yeah. But um, I, I I got through that and I I recommend the movie. And that also has like really good music. Like there's like a fake band called like the Ackerley Sisters and some Applesauce real Brothers. I think is what you're thinking. Applesauce Brothers, yeah. The Applesauce Brothers did music for it. Yeah, they get yeah. And Courtney and, and Elizabeth Moss really sings in it, right? Is that she does? Or? Yeah, and it's like it's like not like a fake like so. It's not like Broadway, uh, Broadway, or you, you don't get the sense like she's like a musical theater person who can really belt. Mm. It's like no, like this is like what that kind of punk band woman, untrained but good, you know, would sound like, and it's it's really cool. And oh, great! Um, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I think it's on HBO Max, but um, but yeah. So this, I also I remember I didn't see Green Room in theaters at the time, but I did. It came out in like a week where I was in Austin visiting friends and my dad. And we just went to the Alamo Draft House like a bunch, and there was like a weird, crazy amount of good movies out. Like everybody wants some that Richard Linklater spiritual sequel to Days and Confused, which I really liked, and Green Room was out, and s- that Mads Mikkelsen movie about the chicken. Huh. Oh, it's a f- it's like a Dutch film. It's it's weird okay. and fun, but yeah. Shout out to movie I wanna... theaters. Uh, <laughs> so I um. Including 20 minutes into this movie, I had to pause to check the email to make sure we were doing Green Room and not Green Inferno, because I just switch those in my head every time I think of either one of them. And for a while, that manifested itself as when I was walking by the Green Inferno uh, at a movie theater one time, I just heard it come out the, the window or uh, at the door, ah, he's biting my dick. <laughs> and so all this time up until recently uh, like like a month ago i thought that the nazis bit somebody's dick in this movie because i swapped it with green inferno uh oh. and, <laughs> yeah that would have uh you know it would have been a different movie for sure but that's eli roth right yeah yeah yes uh is it any good I uh, still haven't seen that one. Still haven't seen it. Uh, but my, my wife watched it and told me that, that that happened in that one. So I was like, oh, it makes much more sense. I could see, like, the big guy who's in the room with the band for a yeah. while. like Big Justin. That being, like, one of his, like, back pocket, like, ooh, if this guy leans close enough to me, I I'll could bite his bite dick, his dick o- through his <laughs> pants clean off. That fe- I don't know. I it feels do like it. a Nazi move to me. I don't know. There's something about that that desperation uh, thing d- d- feels pathetic. Yeah, exactly. Pathetic. The depth and you're willing to go to to feel superior is. Uh, I could also see them being like, "Is that make me gay though? If I like bite a man's mm-hmm. dick? Sure. I'm doing it sure. for evil intentions, not That's for true. love That's or fair. sex. But not who for love. I'm not biting this guy's dick for love. <laughs> Dude, is it gay to preserve the white race? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. That would change everything. I'd have to do a lot of thinking. <laughs> Shit. I hope it's not gay to preserve the white race. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, we start off with the the ain't rights. They their car has run out of gas in the middle of nowhere. They look up on their phone. I will say this was an interesting jarring for me. Um, punks having smartphones, pretty weird to me. Yeah, it's you know like it's I I understand they're ubiquitous now, but it it still felt weird for them just to pop them out to be like, all right, there's a roller rink, let's go steal steal some gas. Well, that's but the thing. It's like all these punk bands. It's like this weird mix of like, there are no rules, but there are rules. It's like, yes. we're like retro. We're analogous. But I mean, having still a still got to function day to day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, what? I have an iPhone. Why not use it? You know? Yeah. And even like, are, they're not b- uh, Airbnb being with that guy, but it, it felt they still no, had No, they're that crashing. En- yeah. yeah. But they still had that energy because he's like looking at his phone. They meet up and they like, Sam, Sam. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like at first. It was like, wait, is this. Totally. Are they? Are these guys posers? And uh, no, they're not. But uh, oh, we should they? check. Dave, you're not a poser, right? Oh no, I am. Oh, oh. okay, cool. Same. Right. Cool. Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and like you know, it's just a thing we ask. We got to know what's your desert island band. Oh, what's yeah. my what? What's oh your my desert <laughs> island band. <laughs> it's just a thing we do. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, oh, cool. JZT with your choice. Uh, uh, I got, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah have to be i think yeah. i gotta you? go with yola tango wow oh because then i see get... that's that's a good answer because that's like 18 albums yes 18 albums like three covers albums so if yeah. i want to listen to a fleetwood mac song surely they've covered one or will cover mm-hmm. one what about you yeah. fesh i'll go magnetic fields oh that's a good choice uh again a lot a lot there's a lot and varied as well um oh. Have they put out an album? Has he put out an album recently? I was just remembering uh, yeah, that album. I is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they just like, they just did one. It's called like Quickies. Quickies. It's a lot and of short songs, and it, it's not great. Uh, yeah. But uh, mm. still, you know, the back catalogs. Right before generation. the like fifty song memoir album, yeah, I went and saw that at like the Brooklyn Academy of Music, like the premiere of it, like a month or two before the album came out, and that was cool. But yeah. It was like a weird, rough thing where, like, we haven't sure. really practiced much. He also hates playing live, and he's half yes. deaf. So yeah, it's he's, always he's very uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. But it was nice to be surrounded by wealthy Brooklyn parents having a <laughs> night out. <laughs> okay, I, got, yeah. I got some good babysitting gigs out of it, you know. Oh, nice. I brought my business um, card. <laughs> so, yeah, is, is Sam the guy they crash with, or is that a member of the band? I'm bad with the names. I'm sorry. There's a Reese, there's a Tiger, there's a Pat. Sam, is Sam Shalia? I'm a good. I'm going to look up on. Green room on IMDb. Uh, Alia Shackett is, is is Sam, right? What's that, Fesh? Alia Sh- Shackett is is Sam, or is she that the is guy? She is Sam. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I think you know what? Brand new feature, and I was scared too. What's that? The cast list. <laughs> Anton Yelkin is Pat. Joel Cole is. Alia Shawkat is Sam. Caleb Turner is Tiger. Tiger. David Thompson is Tad as David W. Thompson. Is Mark that the, is Tad is the guy they crash with? Let's see. Tab, he's got glasses. Hmm. He looks like a wee little man. Hmm. Yeah. Don't know Tad. Don't know Tad. Is it? It is. Sorry about that. I'm back. No, 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 no worries, Dave. We were looking at we're the cast list. Yes, because I'm I'm bad with. Also, character. just to, just to be clear, my dog hasn't had all of her shots, so she can't go outside yet. I don't just let my dog <laughs> shit in my house. On pads. Yeah, Dave, Dave you're not it's a, a pushover, young pup. are you? You're not a pushover, are you? Shit. You just tell that dog to shit outside. You don't <laughs> let the dog tell you where it wants to shit. 
I'm kidding. Yeah, I got to I got to take control. <laughs> yeah. You take back the the apartment, damn it. But you guys were talking about the cast? Yeah, yeah I'm trying to a... remember what the guy they crashed with's name is. Was it Tad? Uh there's Tad, there's Tiger, there's Pat. Yeah. Uh Sam and is... Reese. Reese is Elliot Shawkat. Uh, Sam, Sam is uh, she's, uh, she's Sam. Sam, yeah. This does get into an interesting question, Dave. You're a writer. Do you have any thoughts on naming characters or your Ooh, yeah. process of naming them? Oh God, I I'm so bad at it, and I really <laughs> don't know why. It's like I know so many people, and I like I don't have Facebook anymore. But I I at times would just when I had it, I would go through and 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 just kind of scroll and try to find names but i feel like i always like i name a lot of female characters like alice and amanda because it's like the beginning of the alphabet. A, yeah it's, yeah um but i find it so hard like last names too are so bizarre but i yeah. think like this this band is like what sam reese patent uh tiger. tiger or whatever it's like yeah sure yeah. one of them can have a, kind of a weird name that's like that's a little weird but is kind of a cute cutesy nickname yeah. oh yeah um uh i i always get weirded out when there's somebody in a like a comedy when it's like a group of friends and it's like and this is uh like how a new girl uh a new girl damon waynes jr was coach oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like just give him a real name yeah. guys. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, but you I, are I talking mind. to two guys named Fesh and JCT. Oh, so, yeah. My, like... my name is my initials, and Fesh's yeah. name is yeah. his last name. It's Which I feel is like fine known. in the real world, but uh, in a script to have two characters who are friends named Fesh and JCT, you'd be like, no, no, give them something else. Well, a lot of people do want to, their inclination, inclination, inclination is to call me Horwitz. Mm. Uh, less lately, but it's kind of been like a thing growing up uh and a lot of really a lot of like women want to call me dave horowitz like the, they think it deserve is deserving of the full Interesting. uh yeah but so i guess what my guess this is a long way to go to say i'm bad at naming characters <laughs> yeah uh i just had to change uh, my and my friend's name in the scripts from sean and dave and we were agonizing over like well, one of them's an asshole and one of them's a sweet guy. So let's make the sweet guy Will and the shitty guy Griffin. And I'm like, <laughs> but I know, but I know like a good guy named Griffin. Yeah. And but then I also guess I know a bad guy named Griffin. And yeah. then it's always like, can you name this after someone that you know, or is that weird? Yeah, sure. Um, I wrote I wrote a pilot where like one of my it's like basically about my best friend and I, uh, or like our the origin story of us meeting, which is like very in my opinion, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I almost said it's a very interesting story. Uh, but I was like, should I call her Liz? And I'm like, no, her name should be Sam, short for Samantha. Okay, yeah, Sam's not bad. Like, I, I feel like I've overused Sam a lot. Like, sure. And there's some shorthand there where it's like, if a girl's name is Sam, that means she's cool. And that's, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And that's what, that's isn't that what, that's Ali Shawkat, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's sort of like, that is a shorthand right there where she's like, she's, uh, the guitarist of like a scummy little punk band who's like hanging out, slumming it with a bunch of dudes. So yeah, of course her name's Sam. I feel like casting her in general is kind of shorthand. You're like, you get what we're talking oh, about yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> here she is. Like, I, well, I, and, then, and then in the years, in the years since then, that's kind of taken on its own crazy. Like, she, like she's just she's so cool that she, <laughs> yeah. like she's she's in um 
have you guys seen the uh living with yourself the paul rudd i uh, did Netflix i did show? Yeah, yeah yeah she like plays his sister in it and she has like a completely shaved head and she's uh <laughs> yeah, married right. to yeah. she's married to john glazer in it and yeah. it's very like it's i mean she's she's good but it's yeah. just like i don't think this woman's related to paul rudd <laughs> yeah and he is but like, she's cool yeah. Yeah. and his character especially like the original you know because he gets cloned but is so like insecure and like disheveled and yeah, it's, like, it's sad multiplicity. Yeah. That is also like uh she is in her character in Transparent. I don't know if you guys have watched that. No. Is just like it, I was almost watched I was like this is unbearably cool. Like she just is like so sexual and so confident and everyone wants her and she gets everything she wants. Like one of the like the older sister just starts dating her and then she's like, "Oh yeah, but like I'll like hook up with people, but like I only really date couples." So then she's like, all right, I'll <laughs> talk my ex-husband into getting back together with me so we can all three date. Aye, and it's aye. heavily implied that if the series, spoiler, like they canceled the fifth season, I think. But it's like, well, you know, she would have gotten pregnant and they would have had a baby with Elias Shakwa, <laughs> you know, but then they got canceled. So wow. whatever. But I, th- I, I think like, that's a funny like it is a good sort of shorthand for like <laughs> I, I always get bummed out when I see breakdowns and it's like, think you know, yeah, Nicole Byer. It's like just cast Nicole exactly. Byer. But when you say think, when you say think, Elliot Shawcut, I think it gives actors and actresses like a vibe, a, to, a, an easy vibe yeah. to be like, oh, instantly likable, cool, but like somehow doesn't seem like she's trying. Yeah, and it is bizarre to like you you meet her when she's like eleven or twelve on Arrested Development, and then she like grows into like a cool, funny kid with like comedy chops, and then like. Two years later, she's like, "Yeah, I moved to Marfa, and I mostly just do art now." And you're like, "How? You're how? Do you go to school? How do you make?" She's like, "Yeah, I make eleven movies a year, but like, I defer my pay because, and like, I, I donate all my paychecks. So, you know, I'm not really doing this for any reason." You're like, "I, I'll never. I have to. I do. You have to pay rent because I do." <laughs> oh my god, I am reminded that I worked in as a server in restaurants for years, and just in New York, you know, and a lot of ki- times the parents are like, "The kid's gonna order for themselves," and they're just like. They just don't know what to do, and they sit there blank. I'm like, just tell me what the kid wants. I don't care. But then every now and then, these, like, supernatural freak <laughs> children are just like, yes, I'll start with the scallops, and then we'll share the kale salad. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell, you sociopath? The kid's a freak. The kid's a freak. This freaky kid's going to be r- my boss in 10 years. <laughs> uh, right, so the guy that they crash with, uh, gives them a shitty gig at a, at a Mexican restaurant in, like the afternoon, and to, <laughs> to make it up for them, uh, get his cousin. Was it was to 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 have them cousin do a mat- Daniel. Yeah, do a, oh that's right. Yeah, uh, do a matinee show in in uh in a, at a Nazi club. But he how does he couches it by saying like just don't talk about politics. They're soup. They're yeah. Super they're like, play right, actually harder stuff. But they're actually ultra left. But it, well, that's a whole other issue. Is that, is that what he says? Yeah, they're like so like all like like right wing or whatever. And he's like, uh, I'd say more left, like far left. Yeah, or I think he says far left or yeah. ultra left. But I, I don't. I mean, that scene is really interesting. Well, whatever the whole movie, you guys. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to play my hand too hard, but this is one of my favorite Let's, movies. No, yeah, play it hard. Life play of all it time. hard. But it's but it's um, that scene is really interesting, and I think it says so. Much, whatever. I think the script is fucking perfect and i think it's so hard to write dialogue i think it's so hard to write about something i think like he's jeremy salney was like steeped in like the punk scene of his community i forget where he's from and it really shows yeah. like the way that they sort of yada yada the fact that they're 
like they call them skins but it's yes. like yeah i i went to shows in high school and you'd see some guys and you'd be like what is going on with yeah. this tattoo yeah. and this shaved head and why is he looking at me like that but it would be like one of a very few one of one of several dozen people and he was one it, that guy that guy and maybe his friend were one right of, 50 people and they were the only two guys and so you kind of looked at them side-eyed and going like oh, i hate that guy but i'm not going to talk to him this is like we are surviving on on you know door fees Safe and, and gas, like you yeah. got to pay us a kill fee if you if you cancel the show like uh this matinee show sucks we're getting paid in rice and beans he's like i got you a different gig it's 350 dollars, and immediately you know that they're like oh they're going they're playing this show yeah. no matter what like yeah. this is happening well yeah, uh, for yeah. better or for worse what's- and and Oh, sorry. And just the fact that they just do it. Like yeah. they, they, there's not even like a long scene where it's like, guys, I don't know. They're like, yeah, let's go to this. Let's like, I, I wanted a scene where they're like pulling onto a side road. Cause it looks <laughs> like you have to drive for miles, like with just woods next to you. And I would be like, guys, is this a, are we going to die? Yeah. Guys, is the premise of the movie going to happen to us? in five minutes? <laughs> well, so, the, the the they play Nazi punks fuck off and that what do we think that is that's them that was the, that was their penultimate song right so that's mm-hmm. them getting it out before they get out kind of thing right that wasn't the plan all along that was them knowing their circumstances and putting a middle finger up oh to was it. it on their was it on their set list I just thought they were like thumbing their noses at the band a little bit I I I, I love that they do that yeah, yeah I, I had it I had it written down that they have um three like you know how in, in uh, Beetlejuice, like they, every time I watch a movie where there's like a like a, a no turning back moment, I'm always like, "Don't drive over the bridge," <laughs> and I'm always like, "Why does that dog have to show up and make them drive off the bridge yeah. and die?" <laughs> if they just kept going, it would be like a nice movie about this like couple yeah. living in this having small a town nice Sunday. They would <laughs> running running a yeah. running a a hardware store. Yeah, and, I think and they, with this, they maybe adopt or they like find some method to like yeah. conceive and that works out. But <laughs> but th- there's like three moments like that in this uh uh okay, so they don't like they could just leave the compound <laughs> as soon as they get there. Yeah. One. Two, they could uh when he goes I got you a show, it's $350, but uh it's a Nazi show. Yeah. They could have been like no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. They could have uh, not gone back and gotten the phone or just kept their, she could have kept her cell phone with her instead of leaving it plugged in in the green room. Sure. And they could have not chosen to open, to play Nazi punks fuck off, which in, I might be, might've missed a, 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 a line, but I thought that it was, they just decided to play the song to be like, fuck you guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, you know, from a safe distance, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. But on some level I was like, wait a minute. Only some of these guys seem really pissed. Yeah. I'm wondering if there is within Nazi punk culture, you know, the same way in punk, there's layers of irony to everything. Sure. If yeah. Nazi punks would try to reclaim that song too or something. I, I, that's, I'm thinking too many layers ahead and out of my grasp. They but could like, go like, oh, they're being ironic. Like, exactly. Doing, this is a character perspective of like the people we hate who hate right. us. Like, we're, yeah. We're well, there could also be, I, there could have been. A dozen or or two dozen people, because you know there's like, looks like there's a hundred people there. Yeah. Like Imogen Poots's character is the friend of a girl who's going to defect from from the Nazi right. uh, reg- movement. So if you if you think about that and go, okay, there's a girl there that's like not even there because she's a Nazi. She's there because she's friends with a girl who has been a Nazi who feels 
who who is going to leave yeah. with her boyfriend and never be a Nazi <laughs> you're like great that'll go perfect for you yeah. these are these seem like reasonable guys but if that girl doesn't even have any affiliation with the with the group and she's friends with someone who is going to leave the group maybe there's like a handful of people who are like that too yeah uh my first couple of viewings of it i'm like i think i didn't even really trust her i'm like well she might not even be telling the truth that's what i was I waiting the whole time I, I for her. some sort of turn too but yeah no she she sticks it out uh but yeah in the same one, way that oh yeah. all of those things that they could have done to avoid the thing my energy afterwards still in my confusion and whether what if there's any irony levels here i was still like okay after you play nazi punks fuck off you leave there's no more to do after they've already started throwing things to you at you after you've told them to fuck off but they still play another song yeah, but I think that that oh God that to me I love that's that moment is so beautiful to me because they're so mad at them they're throwing yeah. beer bottles at them yeah and then they have that like perfect I think there's two kind of like jump cutty or transition moments that are pretty brilliant in the movie one is when they're hanging out in uh, the interviewer's apartment and they they're like I'm getting beers and then they put the music on and the needle drops and like the music starts for like half a second it's like okay it goes one two three four one two three four and yeah. then just jump cuts to the morning after oh yeah when they're like super fucked up yeah. and hung over and it's like yeah you don't need to watch them party you know right. what happened and then the moment where they go from nazi punks fuck off to their second song and they are having like their feet are like le- leaving the ground like they're flying like they're having this um, like they're they are and you see the crowd being like like nodding their yeah. heads and so it's like i my thing is that if they if there hadn't been if the rest of the movie didn't happen, it would have yeah. been like, those guys fucking, those guys are shitty, but, uh, you know, they kind of rocked. Yeah, it's like that. what that guy says later about killing the girl. He's like, I killed her during that so- song. When he's talking about, what was the name of that second, the last song you played? That ruled. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, that that it, shit, that was, that's such a dark, like, this movie is funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I, such a, that guy, <laughs> it's like. I also just really um, well, yeah. I really quick. There's um, just, it reminded me to this whole thing. There's a story in our band could be your life about the replacements. How they were like, they like Paul Westerberg could write some like kind of country or sad acoustic guitar songs, and like they were really mad at an audience that was like really aggressive punk guys. And he's like, fuck it. And he just pulled out an acoustic guitar and played that, and everyone just got silent and like we're like, oh, this is good. And it's one of those like I don't know, it worked. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, I don't give a shit. And then yeah. so sometimes I think bands are like or we're going to be like Kurt Cobain was like, you guys are being mean to our female opening band because you're all sexist. Well, we're not playing smells like teen spirit. Screw yeah. you. Um, I love it. And then and sometimes it's everyone's like, Oh man. Or someone's like, Oh cool. You know? Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I it's, it's crazy to watch the footage of uh, Dylan playing with the band and, and going electric. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, in, in 2020, like the band is one of my favorite bands in the entire world and him, them playing with Bob Dylan. It sounds amazing. <laughs> all these people are so mad <laughs> yeah like he gets on stage and it's like this is the like they played an entire tour with people booing the entire time yeah. and it makes no sense it's like you guys are gonna be like 70 years old and be like i saw dylan in the band yeah and you fucking booed the whole time we know it we've seen the video <laughs> that's like their story about when jawbreaker went major label people went to their show and stood with their backs turned to the band it's like you paid money and that's showed up me. that's so just funny. to like be like you guys are sold out. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, People yeah. are so... <laughs> yeah, music again, fans I, are so yeah, awful. I like music a lot, don't get me wrong, but I, 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 I am not... Again, the culture is at an arm's length for me, so there are certain things where I'm just like, I have to take this w- movie's word for it that 
not Nazis would hang out at a not at a Nazi place because they like this music so much. It, it's it's oh, yeah. a trip, but I know that exists. It's 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 but uh yeah so i I think it's like the kind of you kind of make that this i think i i I, it has to be a decision i think like if you're a in the same way that like if you're a well i guess skinheads don't fucking care but like the way that i would like go to shows in high school and be like i think that guy's a skinhead yeah there's skinheads in massachusetts Ugh. but then like i mean i would never unless my i mean it would be insane if any of my favorite bands played at a place like this i mean first of all i don't i think a lot of this movie is weirdly realistic. I mean, Blue Ruin, I think, is the is like realistic the entire time. Like, I am like, this could happen to this man, and this is how it would happen. And it's obviously like a heightened situation. But in Green Room, I watch it and I go, the plot mechanics really do hang together, and they, they pretty much make sense. But I I wonder about like the existence of this place in general do you know what i'm saying like yeah a compound that's like a facility for like making and distributing heroin but it's also like (laughs) a place to like distribute nazi ideology and literature and a music venue and a bar in the middle of nowhere i'm like well i mean i guess i think the i think organizationally it's a little too tidy for me but i think like someone's shithead uncle could like be making crank in the back room of a place that had like a stage yeah that's what's interesting interesting is patrick stewart's character is to me sort of like less of a character and more like a force of nature to make sure the movie happens the way it happens (laughs) it's like oh he just (laughs) sweeps he's like the wolf in in uh pulp fiction in a way where it's just like plot mechanic personified <laughs> i mean the idea that like the, the idea that a leader of a of, a, of a, a nazi group who owns a compound in rural oregon is like a quiet austere british man yeah. who's like in his, <laughs> who's like 75 it like yeah genuinely makes no sense because all of the he's he's leading a group of like 24 year old like dipshit rural <laughs> doofuses but he's like we have to make everything like i i, I just love how it's just written. It's, I mean, to me, it is like poetry. Like, I think it is a perfect script where you, because it is performed by really, like, well, it, it, it is, they sell it so well. It is, you got to compare it to Die Hard in certain ways, right? It's, it's a reverse. Mm-hmm. It's as if, it's if, if McLean was trapped in a, in an, like, he invaded accidentally and now is trapped as opposed to them invading his thing. And so, yeah, Stuart is like a Hans Gruber theatrical performer leader of this. German organization like that's uh, or German influence I guess in this case uh, I guess I I guess I just want my na- I, I want my Nazis in real life to be dumber like it, <laughs> it, it makes me it makes me happier to like see a Nazi get punched in the face sure. when it's like Richard Spencer wearing a Pepe pin but like yeah. oh Richard, yeah but but Patrick Stewart going like any Nazi would be like, just use knives and we'll sick the dogs on them. And him going, blades and fangs only. And you're like, oh, God, are you fucking kidding me? And his, and his name is Darcy. This, uh, yeah. I, I, but I, what I still think shines through is that that feels selected. It's not like, oh, that's a dumb like a mistake or they're, they're being shoddy with their work. Whether or not you like the choice, you can tell that I am choosing this stuff to either subvert or, or whatever it is but it doesn't feel like it was an accident uh oh totally yeah absolutely but yeah just the whole thing of like the fear of the band they're like this guy has a system like he has like seven backup plans yeah if x things happen like oh right so it's like okay well 
we'll get more guys and then we'll make it look like this kind of accident or yeah, and, you know and it's just and like this is i always love a movie that parses out jargon and some of it's not explained and some uh, none of it's ever explained but some of it is never seen but the some of uh, the other stuff you start to figure out as it goes on like the red laces in this movie it's like i didn't know what that means right off the bat i have a vibe i have an idea but when it's confirmed through her looking out the door and seeing the red laces, they're going to kill us. And then you find out Big Justin has red laces. You're like, oh, okay. So that's like the guys who are getting their hands dirty. Like I, I, this movie does a really good job of like making it. So if you're like impatient towards what we're talking about, it's like either it doesn't matter or you'll see. There's no reason to get mad about it right now. Yeah, I, I like that there's sort of. The stuff that they choose not to really delve into, like when, uh, like, the plot. Basically, I've seen this movie so many times, but it really like is very visceral to me. So mm-hmm. this is the. I gotta admit, because I I'm kind of a bad. I'm kind of a, I guess I'm like I would consider myself a bad, viewer, and that like not that I'm on my phone the whole time, but like I, you know, I I had to watch the Big Lebowski like five times before i understood what the actual thing was <laughs> yeah it's oh, like yeah. she kidnapped herself dude i'm like did she hold on i gotta rewind this <laughs> i'm a 17 and i'm high but but also same with like inherent vice where i watched inherent vice well, and I was like, this movie makes no fucking yeah. <laughs> sense and then i watched it again and was like i'm gonna glue my eyes to the screen and was like oh this actually perfectly makes sense yeah which is sad to me because i i i wrote it off I'm like this movie's a mess and then i'm like oh i just wasn't paying attention but um Stuff like you go, why were they so hell bent? Like they 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 wanted to leave the the um the the group, so they killed they like murdered them. Like that's so why why? And then they go in their trunk and they see like the blood covered baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, Darcy's like, oh little oh these two perfect little lovebirds or whatever he says <laughs> about them. And then he takes the bat out and he goes. Oh, they said they got rid of this after I can't remember. He says Thanksgiving or Christmas or like some, Easter, like Easter. It was Easter. Some Easter, one of those, one of those holidays. Ones, yeah. um, but but he um he like there's immediately this thing that you don't know what happened, but it's probably something like what happened this night at the at the compound. Right. Somebody got there was a murder that got out of hand, and it's just par for the course. Like you just, I feel like you understand more in that moment than you do like in most movies like have you guys did you guys see the movie becky yes oh James i haven't seen uh, that but yeah, yeah. go on anyway. i i uh so becky is another like neo-nazi killing yeah. normal people and i really hated it i have to <laughs> i really really disliked it because it was so i felt like it was so poorly written it's it's like, very base there's nothing more to it than somebody kills some nazis and 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 kevin james is a nazi like yeah. he's really going for it he looks crazy yeah. but like all of his dialogue is like, we have to preserve yes. the master race. And you're like, you have no it almost, actual ideology. Yeah, like, if, I believe I believe Patrick Stewart believes all that yes. stuff, even though he is the last person that should ever play <laughs> a, a Nazi. But yeah, Becky almost feels like in the same way that in Funny People, they have the Mermaid movie that's playing throughout for Adam Sandler's career. It almost feels like <laughs> Becky was made in a parody to be like, Kevin James tries to be serious. Oh, so yeah. he plays this... <laughs> crazy nazi and it's just like no this is laughable but the movie it's not trying to laugh at it i will say the one thing that that movie got correct uh compared to like in in contrast of of, is is the the gore of becky and the gore of green room is like so it is so visceral that like when uh imogen poots 
takes that box cutter and slices Big Justin's Ooh, stomach. Like, like it, they. Every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh, this is they—they they fucking linger on this so long. Yeah. It is not no, a long it's shot, subliminal yeah. almost. It's—it's <laughs> it's crazy." And when Pat like gets his, his arm, arm hacked up, I like misremembered it as being like the th- like the part of the ceiling or the part of the light fixture, like he gets stabbed with or something. But I think they might have even get, gotten that back. Like they don't show that happening. He I just think pulls his arm back. Yeah, it's a box cutter on the other side of the door or something. Yeah, it is. I mean. Although that does that is very John McClaney and like the one part of the movie that kind of really breaks from reality is the fact that like there's that moment where he drops uh, Anton Yeltsin drops from the ceiling yeah. and he <laughs> he lands on yeah. the bad yep. arm yep and he just gets right back up and he just gets up <laughs> he and like it's shakes like this, it like Ugh. <laughs> I guess I mean I guess I guess it's like he's been in shock for the entire running time of the movie yeah. which does track yeah. but it is also like he would have like they would have. I mean, I guess a grosser version of it is them just like, let's amputate your arm. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool. <laughs> but then duct, duct taping, taping it together. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, man. Um, but that's also very I, punk, right? You got to duct tape. It's a big part it's of It's DIY, culture. man. Yeah, yep. And that's, I think was, that's very cool. There was this kid in my choir in high school who was a little guy who was obsessed with duct tape. And mm. he, like, he made a suit out of duct tape. He made, like, yeah. a wallet and, like, yeah. Uh, I hope he's well. <laughs> I had a du- I had a duct tape wallet. It is it is it's like uh, that's one of those. I feel like maybe it's a time and a place thing too. But it, it's that th- like Archie McPhee or uh, I don't know. There's just a time and a place where stuff lines up. Where it, at least in my family or my area, it just felt like oh, every three years one of the boys gets into this. <laughs> like, <laughs> duct tape becomes becomes a thing. Oh uh, yeah. in our in our household. But so then we get to this great story about was it Rick Silva's bachelor party? Yes, and I love that part. That's <laughs> also wait before we get into that. What do we think of the choice for Anton Yelkin's character to have a minor ste- minor threat out of step T-shirt? To me, it means this band is about to break up. You know, like oh. they're kind of like they've grown up. They're not crazy about the scene they've kind of created or surrounded by. And it's like you know what, one more album and it's over. I am. We're gonna, oh, we're moving I mean, on. I don't know much about Minor Threat, uh, but I just assumed that they were. I I I didn't think they would have made it. Like if they yeah if they made it. Uh, let's say they were like, "Fuck this, we're not playing this. We don't need three hundred fifty dollars that bad." Yeah, their tour has gone so horribly. Yeah, yeah. What like was they the are best being... case scenario. It was the, <laughs> yeah. the best case scenario was three hundred and fifty dollars to get them back to DC. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, I just assumed that it was that the end was near. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like there's a detail about minor threats. Like they fought a lot because they weren't eating food. One of them worked at an ice cream parlor, and so they got free ice cream. So the whole band would go at the end of his shift and get free ice cream. They're like try and get nuts, guys. Like nuts as a topping because that's protein, and we need that. And sounds they otherwise cool. could not. Sounds good to food. me. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That sounds good. The whole theme of our band could be your life is like these bands fought a lot, but they weren't eating food or sleeping or they did too many drugs. Yeah, they might have lasted longer if they did any of those things, (laughs) but um, they didn't. And so that's why they're not around. No, at the very least, I I think that the eight rights get along and like each other. That's true. I think they have that little joke in the car where they fart. One of them farts and then they laugh. Yeah. And they all of the tension is coming from circumstance, not from like internalized. Right. Yeah. And even like, you know, in the very beginning, they wake up. It's like 
Reese might maybe have some contempt for everybody. He yes. has anger mm-hmm. issues to begin with, at least. Uh, oh, Reese is the one who, who the pins MMA the, guy, yeah, who pins the guy up to up up against the wall. Yeah, yeah, that's uh He breaks uh, the guy's arm with a cross arm breaker. That was pretty cool. Cross I arm mean, break. I love the, I love the teamwork. Absolutely. Which makes me think that they probably do get along pretty well as a band, and they and they they get on board with like, I mean. I feel like so many movies like this get stuck on, you know, we're going to break through the, the floor. We're going to, we're going to build, make a hole. And yeah. I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah. And then goes off and does their own thing. Right. But because, I think the, 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 the constraints of the actual green room, right. They can't leave. And so like, it's, I feel like they, two people always go off and do their own thing. There is a moment where they say, let's split up. And they're like, okay. And then they kind of immediately just like, okay, that was a bad idea. And they stop splitting up. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I did roll my eyes a little bit at that at first. And then it's like, no, okay, it's all to get him back together anyway. Uh, the cr- the craziest I, – I mean, there were so many crazy things uh, on this rewatch. But you were talking about the, the uh, Anton Yelkin's attempt at a, at a um, uh, inspirational speech yes. yeah. Yeah. based on based on uh, going crazy at a, at a paintball um, bachelor party. And this is – and again, this stems from me being a, not a close watcher, but the but I actually took notes yeah. <laughs> and was like very closely, you know, pushing my dog off of me who was like wanted to eat my pen. And I was like, no, please, I have to watch. I have to watch this scene composition. But there's um, there was something I and I'm sure it's like very symbolism, film school, match cut 101 or whatever. But in the beginning. Anton Yelkin's the first person to fall asleep, yep. and they sharpie all over it. his yep. face. Yep. And then at the end of the movie, he, he sharpies it. all over his yeah, face. Yeah, great. And I was like, oh, I have this movie too high in my all-time favorites to have just noticed <laughs> this. <laughs> I think it's just the greatest thing about rewatching a movie you love is I mean, the first time you're like, all right, and you start it, and then you finish it. And then you immediately watch it and go, oh, my God, this character yeah. has no idea what's about to happen. And, and that's what I think when people are like talking, complaining about people complaining about spoilers. It's like, no, 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 I'm not saying it ruins it so I can never experience it in a way that is good. I'm saying you're taking a, a unique experience away from me, which is the first time seeing something. Yeah, because I can totally. always rewatch it, whether or not you spoil it for me. But I will never have the first time seeing this. What is going to happen? And that's what people I don't think understand about. Spo- spoilers. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I can relax watching the movie, like, there's nothing relaxing about nope. Green Room. <laughs> although, although I will say, I will. That's actually not true because watching Nazis get murdered, <laughs> uh, especially it's chill. Jew, yeah. especially in these times. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my god, that's it. I love it. Do you remember uh, how you felt the first time you saw Inglorious Bastards, Dave? Because <laughs> I remember I was just like watching. Like, wow, this is cool. I mean, I mean, there's no way they're gonna win, but like. Let's see where this goes. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. They're killing? They're winning? Hitler's dead? I mean, it was great. The, the, like, the, yeah, I mean, the first time I, it's so crazy because I, I, I struggle with, I mean, whatever. It's not a struggle. I'm a very lucky, privileged person. So it's struggle is a hard uh, word to throw around like that. But I do, I have an interior conflict with myself because I am such a, I don't even I don't really know what it happened. I always liked movies, but maybe in the last ten years I've become just like an unrepentant fucking dork. <laughs> and it's like seeking out, like going, Oh, 
I mean, you know, when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out and Tarantino was like, I based um, uh, Rick Dalton on like these like 10, uh, you know, actors from the 60s and 70s. Like never really broke big, but like we're kind of circling during these like TV shows and they used to shot like they're shot at B movies. Yeah. And like I watched some of those B movies yeah. and I listened to all the podcasts and all the interviews with him. And um, so I like him. I mean, you know, I, I guess he's problematic. The only movie of his I genuinely don't like is The Hateful Eight. And besides that, like. Yeah. I just really delight in watching all of his movies. I guess <laughs> yeah. Django was the one that took me the most to like genuinely really come around and, and like it a lot. But yeah. uh, Inglourious Bastards is so it's... long and I watch it <laughs> so much. It's so fun I, like, though. It's like, <laughs> it's, it is way slower than, I mean, I mean, I was 18 going into that and I was just like, yeah, let, give, give it to me. So I remember the first time watching it feeling it was like a little bit slow because I just wanted wall to walls, you know, blowing up Nazis. But like, even then, the second time watching, I'm like, oh, the slow parts are also crazy fun and cool. Like, I wasn't just like, I guess I was being a bad viewer and just wasn't paying attention as much during the slow parts. But, like, yeah. Everybody- I mean, that tavern scene is like yeah, interminably long, but it's also amazing. Yeah. Especially, especially on that second viewing, you're like, I know where this is going. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that tavern scene is like its own little green room where it's like everyone's exactly. in here, nobody yep. leaves, yeah. and then bad shit just keeps happening yep. for like 25 straight minutes. And, but I mean, the first time I saw it when it ended, and he carves the swastika into – I mean, that like, B.J. Novak doesn't have much to do, but the fact that he's, like, in the last 20 minutes, like, pretty much <laughs> him and Brad Pitt, where yeah. you're like, somebody – this guy caught a real lucky break. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of bastards in that movie, and he's the only other surviving one. <laughs> yeah. But he's Jewish, and Brad Pitt isn't. And the yeah. fact that it ends with, like, a Jew staring into camera, which is supposed to be the perspective of, the of um, yeah. Hans Landa. Yeah. Carves the swastika into his forehead, and then shit kicker Brad Pitt says, "I think this m- might just be my masterpiece." And then it smashes to written and directed by Tarantino. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> like I am. That is the level of. I wish I was better than that. I wish I. Yeah. Well, I but actually, I actually wrong. don't. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like there is this weird asterisk we put towards those feelings where it's like, well, we should actually. It's like, no. That's a completely okay thing for yeah. anyone to feel, but I also think, given these circumstances, yeah, specifically you to feel like that's uh, the revisionist history of like you get it's so it's such a bummer like watching Becky and going like I love I like anytime I get to see Nazis get killed yeah. that's cool and like it's so slow and clearly yeah. made for like four dollars and yeah. <laughs> you know it's not well written but like Inglorious Bastards is this beautiful tapestry yes. of like revisionist World oh, War Two yeah. history and cinema history and like they pick them off slowly and like the ones that die in the tavern scene, it's great. And then like, you find out that, uh, uh, Bridget von Hammer's Mark is a spy. And then like when he doesn't trust her, he like sticks his finger in her wound. And like, it's just like, and they're at that like vet who's like doing surgery on her. I I mean, it's so like watching it. I watched it at the Vista in Los Angeles, very famous, big theater. I would, I, I've been, I don't know what you guys, how you guys feel like how deep you are into like, into, I've just been watching so many movies in quarantine and oh, yeah. I would watch like I would go to my favorite movie theater and pay to watch like Trolls World oh, Tour. I would do it. I would, yeah. You gotta. But I'm not but like they're not open and when they do open it's not going to be safe and it's no. just like I the last movie I saw in the theater <laughs> was Birds of Prey and I'm so sure. sad about I it. You want to know mine? You want to know mine? Yes. The Impractical Jokers movie. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the last movie I ever see in a movie house. Wait, Wait yeah. what? Are you? Uh, do you just see everything? Are you uh, a fan? Are you? I think it was a matter of, of um, 
I hadn't been in a minute, but I had seen everything still. And by for, by in a minute for me that means like a week. And, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I, I gotta, gotta see something. And, and you had AMC A list. Yeah, was it was so it was deal. free. Oh, yeah. And then it was just like I don't know. They're adjacent to like we're friends with Gethard, and it's like yeah, you know, he, they're in the the world. And I had also never seen anything they've done before <laughs> and we had also just watched all the jackass movies so i was watching and i was like oh so this is like a zero calorie jackass like <laughs> if you like jackass <laughs> this is the the equivalent of if there's no like where it's it's and so in its own way i found something to like uh, about it and I, like i don't they're not my favorite people in the world but I'm like, oh, I don't hate the Jokers. And, and there is a level of like, oh, and I get joy out of telling people like, oh, I know all the names of the Joker. Like there's oh, yeah. there's this layer of irony to it that is like I can I talk feel like to. I don't even remember what the what the like, I think I've maybe seen a couple TV things. Yeah. But in my in my mind, it's just like, hey, I'm Vinny and yeah. this is also Vinny. Yeah. And like today, <laughs> today and we're totally doing the are that like I never am going to evangelize and say that they aren't like that. They are. But the, it is also just a little funnier than I thought it was going to be, and that was such a pleasant surprise. And then what's like happened. an example of a prank? Because like my impression well, they're not so much pranks as they are challenges, Dave. Yes. <laughs> JCT, you hey. did a spec script for them, right? I I one of the yes uh, through UCB I got they're like we're hiring. I'm like, well, I need a job, so it was like come up with two pages of jokes for the Jokers and. Uh, it's pretty much just they put them in a situation that's normal and they tell them to say things that are bad. And it's less about yeah. those things. It's, the joke isn't on the people. The joke is on the person who has to say the thing. It's like you're. It's like one of them is like working behind the counter of a butcher shop and they have to say they get an earpiece and they're like, say that uh, your asshole itches. It's like, oh, my asshole itches. And the people there are like. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's yeah. it's never being mean to the people around it or whatever. It, again, it's about the it's about male friendship. It's about there's there's stuff to like in it. But yeah, I'm never gonna recommend Impractical Jokers to anybody. But uh, but yeah, that was and it was never that was also not my intention for it to be the last movie. I think I had tickets to several things at that point already, and all oh, of those yeah. things got canceled. I was oh, like, oh, when oh. I found out my Fast Nine ticket got canceled, I yeah. was so sad. I cried, or I was like, it got pushed back to April 2021, right. but I didn't see the 2020. I was like, how could it be pushed back a month before? Oh no! A year. I was like, "Damn." Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding like one of my favorite movie podcasts did a whole episode on Tenet, and I was like, you know, I guarantee that I'm not gonna like Tenet, but I still want to see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I only just saw Inception in quarantine. It came out, and I was like, I'm, I'm done with no one. I didn't like Dunkirk. Did you like Dunkirk? I didn't see it. Yeah, me it's like I just, it's impressive visually and. Well, I just there's no real characters to it. It's all just like a British guy who does this job in the army, and then another soldier. And he like likes one. systems. Yeah. He's all about systems. He's not about yes. character. It's it's. Um, you know. But Inception, I thought was really good, and and Tenet sounds. I don't know. It's gonna be. Tenet but we're all like gonna what? be so thirsty for movie theaters if and when they come in time. So uh, yeah, I'll You're definitely. Right. I, pretty much, I'm only gonna see Tenet if I can see it in a movie theater. Is pretty much my attitude towards it. Yes. I, on the other hand, would watch it on an iPhone if I could. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. In 240p quality. <laughs> All right, well, we've gone an hour seven. I think we got to start wrapping up here, bud. Capiche, babe? Oh, no. <laughs> Capiche, babe? We barely talked about Green Room. I know, but that's how podcasts work. We, we, we no. <laughs> I, like to, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie. For anyone who hasn't seen it, goes, ooh, I'll check that out and not know what happens. Uh, Well... Okay, let me, can I just... Yeah, go for it. Can we talk a little bit about 
about Jeremy Saulnier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take it away. I mean, fellers, we didn't talk too much about Green Room, but I just feel like I have, if we're not going to like spoil too much, but we want to evangelize, like, so I feel like I'm very, I feel like the, the, I have very like specific hills I die on, and it's never like, I think I'm over uh, being like a music snob. Like, when I realized I really liked, frank zappa i was like oh i can't be a jerk about music anymore because <laughs> this is like this is like a rough area to be go- hover- hovering around like uh tim heidecker's jazz guy character from i think you should oh, yeah. um so at the risk of being like that i think that there's so much like thrillers we were just i think we were talking uh when jct went to take a phone call but we were talking about um how they're contained it's the movie is like a tight hour and a half, which yeah. is amazing. You know, yeah. every movie now is two hours and four yeah. minutes. It's, it's oh, yeah. with, with, with almost no variation. It's always that long. And it means that the movie's important. I think that green room and blue ruin are both like so tight. They're so tense. Uh, blue ruin is clearly like a cheaper movie to make. It doesn't have as many like names in it. Uh, it's just like, what if this guy was trying to, to protect himself and, and some people that he cares about and it was actually there's kind of similarities between like we have to do this thing or these other something bad's gonna happen to these other people but and again i'm I'm trying to now i now i'm trying to be vague too but (laughs) i just i love that um i love that it is that sort of john mcclain in the first i heard not in any other ones, but it is like in both movies it's like what would a real person do in this situation and i always like my thing about zombie movies and action movies like this is like I'm so, I I don't want to be such a coward, but I'm always like oh, I'd be the first to die. Oh, like, I'm not yeah, gonna, of course. If I'm in Dawn of the Dead and like I'm in that mall, I'm just gonna be I'm gonna go like break into the food court and like try to eat a bunch of sugar and then die. Like I I'm not gonna. Well, put like a you plan were saying together. about being a bad viewer, I feel like if Patrick Stewart were talking to me through the door, I'd be like, what did he say? What? Oh, um, I guess we'll go out now. Oh, I'm dead. All right, you know. <laughs> Like the whole thing of, you know, we want the gun. Can we have a phone? That's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm like, uh, uh, I don't uh, have that kind of negotiation skills. We're going to keep the bullets. And like, I just know that I'd be in the corner going like, this is terrible. <laughs> like They'd be they'd be like, we got to put a plan together. But like, do you guys understand how terrible this is? <laughs> but I do know people who, who are like proactive and do think about, do think things through. And they're not superheroes. And I think that yeah. he's made these two movies that are about people like that. And yeah. Uh, and that's, I and think, what's great about the paintball story, which gets cut off while it's happening because they don't care in the moment. But when he does it again, that actually makes it come up with the plan. Like, th- yeah, when he's like, I just went. I mean, it's funny because the, the plan is he's just like, let's go berserk. Right. But, 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 but it, that's it, but a realistic. Real. Yeah, he's not an army guy. He's not a cop. He is just some kid who has this bachelor party story. So that's what he has to draw on. Um, and I, I just think that like, I'm such a fan of his, but then after this, he did a movie called hold the dark, oh, which cool. is, um, is that, that Spider-Man musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gritty that... reboot of the Spider-Man musical. It's a gritty reimagining. Uh, it's, it's a movie with like Jeffrey Wright and a bunch of wolves in uh. the snow. Uh. And it is like, I know a lot of people who felt this way but i went in being like my fucking dude yeah, got to yeah. make a netflix movie here we go and it is like quiet and contemplative and very like meditative Ooh. and weird and kind of mystical and like it does not pay off in the same way and i again i'm a bad viewer like yeah. the other night i was like i want rewatch green room i'm gonna watch hold the dark just so i can come in and like talk about that 
I made it to the opening credits. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's because it's not fun. Like right. green room is yeah. so it's so fun. fun. It, um, it it just moves. It's 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 constant. Like even the standstills are setting up something to move later, and it's it's just. Uh, there's no, there's not a dull moment, and I know that's a fairly trite yeah. thing to say about a movie, but really, I think that's true about this. The way that yeah, the shots are com- composed, like I've never been to a place like this before. I've never been to a, a Nazi compound or any kind of a compound at all. There's like a facility where they make heroin, and there's like trap doors, and there's like a music venue and a bar that's in a different area than the music venue, and I, I know exactly where everything is once I'm done watching it. Yes, and that's always one of my favorite things about a movie is when you can have that blueprint in your mind. Even though it was never uh, shown. and also I won't spoil it, but I do think it has the best last line and smash cut to a song Absolutely. of any movie of all oh, time. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which um, also just speaks to like, you know, this thing of like it's like it's you know, it's a movie about a young band that like is just so ignorant or you know, just like I don't know, like let's just do a show. Like what's the worst that could happen? It's like bad things can happen. Like <laughs> yeah. the community is not out to protect you. Like this right. your band, you guys will protect each other, but like you, you gotta be, grow up and like say no to opportunities that are dangerous, you know. And right, it's, like, it's hey. a survi- it's a survival horror thriller, but yeah, survival like David was saying, yeah, starts at saying no to dangerous activities. Yeah. Like and he's like, like, you know yeah, what? You I thought this. about that question. I think I figured out who my favorite band is. It's just like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, are you serious? You're happened. still hung yeah. up on that. Yeah, you've still been har- harvest harvesting harboring that. Like we're way past that. Get it together, man. I love. I've thought so much about like what their lives look like now. Oh yeah. Like like and 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 I, I'm sure like many great meta horror movies I can't think of have have delved into this. But although I guess the I guess every other Nightmare on Elm Street that has Nancy in it, which yeah. is kind of funny because they're just <laughs> like, God, the, like how can when multiple people come back from a horror franchise, it's like how are you still? How are you not completely insane? Yeah. Like I don't know how Pat and Amber, Amber is yep. that her name? Yep. I don't know how Pat and Amber, Imogen and Anton, <laughs> uh, I would ship them if dear Anton hadn't passed. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what is it like. Do they date? Do they live together? Like, how would you? I think it's everyone the speed you've two ever. Thing. I think it's the speed two thing, right? They're like, nope, couldn't work. Most <laughs> most of these like speed sets up the idea that if you if you start a relationship based on a shared tragic event, it won't work. And in the first one, that sounds like, oh, we're gonna overcome the odds. And then Speed Two happens, and they're just like, they didn't overcome the odds because Keanu isn't in this movie. <laughs> so yeah. like, well, that's a bummer because they would be a, he. I mean, they would be together if he was like, I, if he wasn't like, I don't want to do Speed Two. I'm <laughs> a star oh yeah, it's very. You get yeah. Jason Patrick, baby. That reminds <laughs> yeah. me of like Julie Klausner's take on like say anything. She's like, he's like in love with her for like four more months, and then she criticizes the music he likes, and he dumps exactly. Her, you know? and he, but I, I oh think, man. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. The, the moment in uh, the, the, the I always think of that say anything thing, too, but in the same uh, breath as Ferris Bueller, where the I think the creepiest thing about Ferris Bueller and there's a bunch of creepy things, but I do yeah. love the movie is I can't even remember what she's looking at. Sloan is looking at Ferris doing something fucking standing on a parade float or yeah, like I think levitating it's the or, or turning wine into water, yeah. water into <laughs> wine. And she goes, she goes, um, I'm going to marry him yep. or he's going to marry me. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't you 16? She's still a junior. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Sloan, <laughs> you guys are not going to make it past college. But I do think Ferris n- does know that that one aside he takes about where he's dunking on um, Cameron. 
where he's like, oh, he's going to fall in love with the first woman he has sex with and he'll never get past it. I think oh. Ferris has a fair understanding of how youthful bullshit yeah. doesn't last forever. He's and getting sure. it in now. He's getting it in now. And I think Sloane does fine. I think she thinks they're going to get married, but maybe... Well, we'll have to check like, back with the the Netflix series that's coming in 2016 oh. or, or uh, 2026. <laughs> uh, you know, like, no, I'm just saying, like, it's it's going to happen. Right, it's yeah. inevitable. Oh, that would be... T- <laughs> no, we got the whole cast I can't imagine a more... Do nothing. Imagine. Wow, I, what an unwanted the the, the Ferris the Cobra kying of Ferris yep. Bueller would be yeah. so horrible. He's the Rooney <laughs> now. Oh no, he Ferris Cameron's is the Rooney. principal. Oh no, Ferris is the principal. Yeah. That would be yeah. it. Oh wow, which is like the, whoever uh, the director of You Can Count on Me and Margaret Kenneth Lonergan. Uh-huh. Which oh my god, Manchester by the Sea depressed me so much. I stopped watching movies for a year. I was yeah. living in. A, I couldn't I, bring myself to do it. it. When I heard what it was about, I was like. Yeah, especially I was living in the basement and drinking too much of the time, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, this is bad." But um, and those kids died in that fire because of you. And those kids died <laughs> in that fire. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole movie is. But can he like figure out how to get over it? And the answer yeah. is no, 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 no. And I'm like, no. So I'm well, that's what we were just talking about, right? That's yeah, what we're talking yeah. about. Horror, all horror movies should end like that, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the ending of this movie where it's like, I when they, spoiler alert, kill Patrick Stewart, I was like, yeah. Oh, I didn't think they were gonna, you know? Yeah. Like, I really thought he'd have Well, then he does. He shoots off again. I'm like, oh, and that's going to blow up something. Oh, nope. All right, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> like, fine by me. But I do. I mean, I would. I don't even, I don't even know if, 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 if they, if Jeremy Sonny had thought it through, but I almost think it's like less merciful for them to live. Like, they, I mean, I don't know, man. That arm's got to go. Like he's <laughs> yeah. not he's not keeping that arm, I don't yeah. think. Like that shit is hacked to pieces. There's like bone sticking out. Yeah. Oh. He's just thinking <laughs> about it is so gross. But he's fucked up beyond belief. Her like two best friends have been murdered. His entire band, like his entire livelihood, it's gone. Um and like I don't know what the legal ramification like he they did commit murder obviously with self-defense, yeah. but it's like what is going to happen to them? And I almost feel like them just kind of dying. I feel like it's why so many like horror protagonists or people in movies like that die. Cause yeah. it does feel like almost uh, empathetic to your, yeah. to your protagonist. But I kind of feel like these two are going to suffer and I don't want to watch that movie and we yeah. won't ever get to watch that movie. Yeah. But, but coming uh, to Netflix 2050, we'll get the series. Oh, I mean, come this on. Is that's kind it. Of a, this is like a weird, <laughs> almost genre, uh, lateral genre sequel, but like just them just, Family members of the Nazis who died suing them, taking that like you're going to prison, and just a whole legal thriller where it's like, yeah, you know, like there's no evidence. You, you, we've dug up proof that this girl has mental problems, so maybe she's unreliable. The return and to you, Oz to this movie's Wizard of yeah. Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the judge is like a quiet Nazi, you know, like oh. something, and it's just like. We're gonna lose. We're going to jail forever. And the cell that they're Unless in is green, right? <laughs> that's, that's green, the green cell. Room. Green cell. Or green. Or. <laughs> or yeah. Or they have to shoot themselves. Or they have to like. They find themselves in a Nazi court, and they have to like. They basically just do it again. It's like yeah. Home Alone in New York. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're yeah. like, oh, we gotta, we gotta shoot our way out of this Nazi courthouse. <laughs> Hey, I'm, hey, I'll do it. I'll download it. And That's I think fine. it's like alien style. That's like, eh, no, just have a lot of guns and fights. Like, yeah, it's less, it's less about tension, thing. more about just killing. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot more money this time. It's <laughs> you know? Imogen puts Imogen puts is the Ripley, and she puts together a new uh, band that is the new and a giant. You know what? 
in a giant mech suit like made it. out of duct tape, right? That's, that's yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> the fucking what is it? The power loader. She yeah. has her own power yep. loader. <laughs> you know what? I am sadly on board. I, yeah. I like this movie so much. I like this movie so much that I would watch any shitty. I mean, I watched Becky. I'd watch any yeah, watered yeah. down shitty version of of this. This is, seems like and a I thing that happily. I wouldn't be surprised gets like a graphic novel sequel or something though. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be down. Yeah, or I just cool. I'll follow I'll follow this team to the ends of the earth. Macon Macon Blair, who's the star of Blue Ruin, uh, and he plays the uh, God. I forget his name, but he's like the nice Nazi who like they <laughs> let who the one who gets away. Yeah. Uh, who I like to think is his own character. If he somehow lived at the end of Blue Ruin, and he just like this is where he ends up, like <laughs> quietly work, quietly yeah. mopping the floors and power washing the floors at a Nazi compound, like silently being like, I don't "It's really a living." Jews, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I killed this. I killed the family yeah. of the people that killed my parents, yeah. and so now we're here. I go and hang, hang out with Nazis, but he like his extended like he was involved in I think murder party and. He wrote and directed. Uh, I don't feel. What is it? I don't feel safe in this. I don't feel at home in this oh, world anymore. I've heard that's very. Or I don't good. feel safe. It's. I really liked it. It's kind of got. It's. He's barely in it, which is a shame. But uh, it's fun, and he. I'll. I will follow that guy to the ends of the earth. He's like a writer and a director. So I just feel like this has spawned like a team where I go. Oh, I just this tone is like my favorite tone, and I yeah. just want to watch movies like this forever. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm very on board, and I would I, I know it's clear from what I've been saying, but I recommend this to anyone, please. Hell yeah. If you like movies like this, and you're listening to this show, uh, and you haven't seen it yet, what's wrong? We gotta you? go oh. watch it. Uh, but yeah, this does make me really want to put together like a killing Nazis movie marathon when this is all said and done, and we can go back in movie theaters, just like twelve hours <laughs> of movies where Nazis are being killed. Let's get it. Oh yeah, let's do it. Oh. Apt pupil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's also this episode will probably come out post election. We're banking a boy in advance, so Ooh, uh, boy. My, I don't know if I've said this to my co host, but my plan was like, let's record as many episodes ahead of all of that yeah. as possible so we can take Have two d- weeks off, yeah, to celebrate or to mourn. I don't sure. know, or hide in a basement. When the yeah, you might need to take a few a few extra weeks off. Yeah, bank, and so. maybe edit yeah. this part out so we don't hear it again and go, oh god, damn it. <laughs> oh yeah, you know? that's like just the classic depressing Doughboys episode that came out the couple days after uh, the, the election. election and yeah. it goes, and our new president, Hillary Clinton. I just yeah. like. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it was it was, rec- it was recorded before. Yeah, yeah, they recorded like an intro before, uh, and it's just like, oh, and they it's like, yeah, we all thought that was clearly gonna happen. We'll see what I I I my worst. Uh, I had a I I had <laughs> I pitched a cartoon to Adult Swim the morning after the 2016 election at 9:30 in the morning. <laughs> oh. And let me tell you, those two very nice men <laughs> were not having it oh. at all. We were like holding it together, going like, and look, there's like political like similarities, and like these characters actually kind of like resemble like, look, this is the doctor, and the he kind of actually weirdly looks like Ben Carson, like because we had like, and uh, they just went, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> like totally numb. And I'm like, I understand that you're numb, but does that mean that that's a no, or is it a maybe? Should we check back in? Yeah. And then afterwards, like we left, and the exec that we were working with was like, uh, "We're gonna change our strategy now." I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense." Yeah, damn. Oh, I Brutal. was working at a, a, a Mama Fuku restaurant that was very intense, and I, I, did, I didn't like it at first. And then suddenly, that next month was like everyone chilled out. They're like, "You know what? This, the quality of this restaurant is not the end of the world." And uh, 
maybe we should just all go easy on each other. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Be, so maybe be, that's be, the be, energy that our uh, two main air survivors would have afterwards. Is less about hopelessness and more of just like, hmm, maybe we should take it easy on each other because we just went through something. And, I could uh, see them being very nice to each other, yeah. starting like a postal service type electronic band. Because he can't really <laughs> play guitar anymore. He has a broken arm, but like he could learn how to program a drum machine. And yeah. she's she's got the looks to you oh, know, no. sell the band. Yeah. Oh no, he can't <laughs> play guitar anymore. That's so terrible. <laughs> it's his only but he'll make it work no it's you adapt you grow you is evolve. it his left hand or his right hand do we remember his which left hand is? left okay so maybe he'll uh-huh. learn to play right-handed yeah. guitar and then just like get like a a a, a, a long guitar pick for uh <laughs> instead of a hook like a guitar hook a guitar pick maybe maybe he'll do like a, a like an ash from evil dead thing and put uh, like a guitar is. on his oh, hell, uh, yeah. where his hand w- would be or where his arm would be I'm so, we got too That's many what, okay, good I'm choosing to believe it yeah we got too many good green room twos going in this uh, session here or like a little ukulele and he's like Ling, 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 ling. Oh, or you know what? His hand is ukulele, but she plays it. And then he just stands there smiling oh. at her. <laughs> His hand's the ukulele, she plays Jeez, it, and they're like spooning each other while he plays synth, and they both sing. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what not just a theremin? You only need one hand for a theremin, guys. That's a good idea. Okay. He's right? also playing a theremin. Oh, yeah, you can do all the other stuff, and then he does the theremin on top of it. The one Guys, man, this will never happen. Band. I know. Ugh. He's dead. <laughs> I miss him oh, so much. He was so good. Yeah. Genuinely, I know we already mentioned it, but I genuinely forgot again. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, he also like died. It's such a like. I yeah. mean, death is always sad, but it was like when everything was falling apart, and it like yeah. kind of barely got attention. I almost feel yeah. like and it was mid twenty sixteen, I think, and he or twenty fifteen, mid twenty fifteen. Yeah, I feel like it was very. Soon but he after died. This. It was the. It was such a freak accident. Yeah, right? like a car ran over him. I think I think it was like there was something wrong with his car and he was parked on an incline and he got out to see what something about it. And the car rolled back and he got pinned between the car and like whatever, a gate or something uh. it, like I like final destination style, like yeah. truly, truly awful. Yeah. Oh. And I and he was he was a very, very I, I mean, I think he's, he's great. a very good actor. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great in Thoroughbred. Yes. which I would recommend. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Fright Night, the Fright Night remake. He's really good in, too. Yeah. I totally forgot that was him, and now I'm going to go back and watch yeah. it. All right. Oh. Anyway, I love it. Thanks for letting me talk about it. Of course. Thank yeah, you for uh, choosing it, because it's one of those movies that I, it's been in my periphery for so long, but it was. It's like doing this, I, so much of my diet is now dictated by what is required, you know? So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and not to say I'm not happy to watch whatever, but this it, this was a pleasant surprise. I, I uh, uh, thank you for choosing it. Oh, good. Oh yeah, good. And I and I and I should say to the to the to anyone who is excited and, and, uh, to watch it, be prepared. If you really like it, people will maybe think that you're talking about Green Book, which has happened to me <laughs> so much. Oh, they go, your favorite movie's movie. gr- <laughs> your favorite. People are like Green. That movie with Viggo Mortensen is one of your favorite. Maybe movies. you no. should maybe you should do it like some entertainment tonight way of framing it to be like my favorite movie is the neo-nazi thriller green room to like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a different movie yeah, than the one yeah. that you patrick used Stewart to make green room you know green inferno Stewart. Book room <laughs> starring patrick Stewart. I, well, that's that's our straight to vod parody movie yes. is we're taking on all of the uh, green mo- greenberg green book green, yeah oh it's our not another teen movie yeah. not another green, green movie. movie not another green movie not another green movie <laughs> not another oh 
All right, I'll Photoshop that at work in a few days. Seth Rogen can show up as the Green Hornet and then make out with the Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds. All right. They'll do uh, it. They'll do <laughs> it. Yep, this is good. I have to remember right. to do this, but I also, I also do have to go, but what a wonderful right. Well, Dave, uh, is there anything you want to plug before we leave? Follow Dave um, on Twitter, you know, obviously. Oh, yes. Uh, follow me on Twitter. This is coming out. Late uh, November, uh, mid November, early uh, November thirteenth, I believe. Follow me on Twitter. I have uh, links to stuff. I oh, uh, you know, I haven't updated in a while, but I make uh, I have a I have a, a a joke T-shirt account called Dope Shirts for Sale. That's the number four. Cool. So go to Instagram.com slash Dope Shirts for Sale, uh, and I actually do sell some of them, but they're really dumb. Cool. Uh, you know, stuff like horny for emotional intimacy <laughs> and sorry i like that instagram picture of you from april 11th 2012 <laughs> uh, my finger slipped um and uh, sorry i'm late i was uh, trapped in a, a personal hell of my own doing um, very cool so yeah that's all i got that's cool. all I got. Well, thank you so oh, much I see you have a face mask that says you can't make me wear a f- mask yeah, that's good. Yeah, a little that one's a little confusing. <laughs> no, that's good. That's yeah. my style. I like that a lot. That's I'm good. You can't make yeah. me wear a mask. Yeah, so check those out. Some of them are for sale. I'm very, uh, I'm very lazy about updating the T Public site. Um, I get four dollars every time I sell one, and uh, you got to wash we them when they come because they come, they come smelling a little weird. Oh, that's <laughs> shirts. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. All right, just a little. Yeah, that's all. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, all dude. Right. Well, thank you, Dave, so much. And then, Scaredy Cats, with that, we will say what we always say when the episode is ending. We, we love, love you. you. <laughs> but we love you. We hate Bye. Nazis, but we love you. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Telling the truth can be dangerous. Don't take that! Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks, fuck up! Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks, fuck up! Thank you, that was a cover. Telling the truth can be dangerous business. Lying and podcasting go hand in hand. If you admit you were scared of a movie, then I was scared too, could be your jam.